You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone and welcome to the latest edition of the Scottish Football Show right here on SM Media. I'm Scott McPike, it's an absolute pleasure to be your host as always. We've got a busy show lined up, we've got a full squad in tonight, obviously after a wee while off, but we had to bring him back after the after yesterday's shenanigans. We're delighted to welcome back Mark Wilson. Mark, how have you been? It's been a long time since you've been on. Yes, I was getting a bit of personal abuse on my social media pages about avoiding the fiasco at uh, Kilmarnock Football Club, but I thought I'd better come on and speak on behalf of the fans today um, after a fantastic weekend of cup football. Yeah, I know, we'll get into that later on. Wilson's got a wee bit of a smile on his face tonight. Well, delighted to welcome back after his debut last week, we're delighted to welcome back Lewis Walker. Lewis, a pleasure to welcome you on, thanks for joining us. Cheers for having me again, Scott. Absolute pleasure, looking forward to this one. And we're delighted to be joined by making his debut on the show, Bobby Nwanzi. Bobby, it's a pleasure to welcome you on, thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining me. And by the way, excellent pronunciation, Scott. I know, I was excellent pronunciation. Delighted with that, aye. Oh, mate, I'm delighted as well, mate. First attempt, yeah. I won't call you Bobby. <laughs> Bobby Madden. <laughs> chances, chances. No, listen, thanks for having me on. Pleasure. Very Absolute exciting. pleasure. We're really looking forward to this one. We're going to obviously get into the, the stories over the weekend. There's a lot to get through. But first of all, Wilson, you might have seen on Saturday, on Saturday night one of our fellow colleague Rory was made his debut in sports scene rank out of 10 what was your thoughts eh uh, eh uh, no to be honest I was only kidding I was going to, I was trying to think of something clever to say but I know he'll be tuning in no I actually thought he did very well to be honest Um, I find it very difficult to be impartial whereas a lot <laughs> more folk take take that uh, in, their, in, their, in their stride and I thought I thought he did very well Um, I think he has, he's a very good talker I mean we've seen him on the show he knows his stuff Inside out, and, and after these kind of stints, and I still still be doing it on the radio. Um, I think he deserved a wee chance to be on the on the couch. I know he would disappointed Leanne Crichton wasn't on the couch beside him, but um, that's for, that's for another day. Yeah, definitely best. Obviously, brilliant for Rory getting on sports scene as well, presenting himself well. Good partnership with James McFadden as well. They both were very very good on the television together. Let's get into the action. Obviously, it's been a busy weekend. We'll start with the. The game today, Celtic won the League Cup final. Two goals from Kiego Furahashi after Paul Hanlon gave Hibs a lead. Wilson, obviously your smile is hard to contain. Give us your thoughts on the game and your thoughts on the overall result. I did think the game would be tight. Um, as I say, I've kind of said on this channel and a number of occasions, I think the, the amount of games the old firm are playing at the moment and have been from kind of August with the European stuff is, is too much. I'm not going to blame that for injuries. However, I know folks at Rangers play the same amount of games. Rangers have a bigger and, and more in-depth squad and can rotate a wee bit better. Um, I think Rangers have got a, new, a wee bit of a buzz back um, in terms of the new managers coming in. They were still winning games, but I don't think performances were exactly setting the hair on fire. Um, but now, obviously, got a wee spring in their step with Van Bronckhurst, who's done very well you know, since he came in. Um, but today's game, I thought the first half was poor. Um, I don't think creating many chances. It was a wee bit kind of punt and hunt at times. I sometimes think Celtic overpass. 
Um, however, saying that, the, the second half started, you know, electric. I think always, you always need a goal in a game. Um, and I, I actually thought when, when Hibs had scored, I, I can I always think, you know, you need to try and reply within the next five, ten minutes. And I actually think if the game had went on longer and longer, you know, I think Celtic were kind of devoid of ideas a wee bit. Um, again, I think Celtic have some outstanding players in Rogic, McGregor, Kyogo, but again, I'm looking at some, some of the kind of guys that have been brought in, like Mikey Johnson again, totally disappointed. Every time I've see seen him, he, he disappoints me. Ball, see when he got the ball, was it hard to work out what he was going to do? I, I don't think he knew either. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, he, seemed I, I cut, I don't, he seemed to cut in an awful lot, didn't he? I know, I know it's hard for the guy. You know, he's you know he kind of fluttered in and out the team when Brendan Rodgers was there. Obviously, he's had a lot of injuries. But he's, he's one of these guys, he's probably, if you're going to play sevens with your mates, he's the first pick. But I don't know if he has a position that he, he can play consistently and play consistently well. Um, I don't I don't think he has that kind of extra step, you know, just to take on your fullback and put a ball in the box. <clears throat> I don't know if he can maybe cope as a number 10 because he has he has got good feet. And, you know, he's a wee bit of creativity. But if you're asking me, do I want Mikey Johnson or Tom Rogic? I know who I want. Um, so... Some some players flat flat to deceive. I was a wee bit kind of nervy watching Joe Hart's kicking again. I don't think has especially from a pass back. You know he he look, he looks a bag of nerves sometimes, but and he pulls off the save um, <clears throat> in the last minute. But as I say, I think all in all, I think Celtic deserve to win. I don't I don't think many folk can uh, dispute that. Although Hibs probably had that kind of better chance late late in the game, which we'll probably speak about. Which could have been a penalty, or they've had the post hands blazed it over the bar. But I, I think all in all, from a neutral's point of view, you're wanting a bit of a spectacle. Now, you guys are all far too young, but I, I grew up when it was the Skull Cup final. It was called the Skull Cup final, and and for a long time, it always seemed to be Rangers and Aberdeen in the finals, and it was always like three two, or you know, and great games and red cards and flashpoints, etc. T- today's game, you know, it was a wee bit like the coverage from Premier Sports, if I'm honest, pretty poor <laughs> o- overall, you know. <laughs> but as I say, I, I think Celtic probably is that probably deserve to win the cup. Lewis, obviously it's a big win for Postacoglu's first trophy Celtic manager. Probably came earlier than a lot of people were thinking it would. What was your overall thoughts? Were you, were you surprised by how, how the game went? Obviously, Furahashi coming to, to Celtic's aid with a big, the big game mentality that you can already see he has. I think that was a massive boost for Celtic getting into the game. There was obviously a bit of talk whether he was going to be fit or not. That's a bonus to the team as soon as he lines up in the team sheet and obviously Hibs seeing him as well, that's going to lower their confidence going into the game and their chances. But I think Celtic just about edged at their experience in kind of cup finals. Although I think only three of the players that have been part of the that team that won four trebles in a row were, were playing today. So like, that's kind of spine that Postacoglu's now had to install. It's a, a different experience for a lot of the players uh, and they've handled it really well. I mean, to get that first trophy under the, under the belt, uh, a lot of the players and that new manager, I mean, what a lift that's going to give them as well for going in after the winter. Well, going into the, the old firm as well on the 2nd of January, then going in after the winter break to kick on the second half of the season. But you just seen the difference that Kyogo made and it's two brilliant instinctive finishes and when you've seen Hibs going up, you think, oh, here we go. Like Hanlon obviously gets the header then. But 
I mean, it's an instant reply from Celtic, which is obviously flattened Hibs straight away, and then they've just went on, kicked on. Hibs could obviously nicked something towards the end. We talked about the, the penalty claim and the, the save from Hart and stuff. So I think Celtic just about edged it, and you know, congratulations to them. Yeah, definitely. It's obviously a massive boost for Posta Coglu. Bobby, what was your overall thoughts in the game? Were you, were you kind of surprised at how the game went as a whole? Um, to be honest, on the looking at both teams, the way they both played this season, okay? Um, I think Hibs Cup final was against Rangers, personally. I think Celtic, you can see what Ange is trying to do. And um, I think coming into this game, the Kyogo situation with fitness of some players and stuff. Personally, I think it was mind games. I think we've seen managers do this before with their star players, or we don't know if he's going to play. And then he's out there kicking a ball, do you know what I mean? Running, sprinting. So fair play to them. Um, I was actually quite disappointed. I was saying to you guys off there, I was actually quite disappointed on the display because I'm thinking this is an advert of half of Edinburgh, half of Glasgow. And, you know, I'm thinking, is this is this what they've got to offer? Listen, I mean, listen, Hibs go up and um, typical Hibs fashion, they concede straight away. Um, I don't think anyone was surprised in that. I think, I think with Hibs, Hibs will be very disappointed, but yeah, what Lewis said um, previously, I agree with him and I echo it. But I just think, I just think that you know, there's a lot of work to be done for both teams. Good luck to whoever takes the Hibs job, um, because it seems like a bit of a poisonous chalice that one. With Ange, listen, um, it's tough going in after Brendan, after what Brendan done. You know, I'll be very partial here. But Brendan done, you know, good for Scottish football, good for Celtic, but you know. As you know, new eras has to be started with Ange. And I think with Ange that he's got to ins- instruct a new winning mentality. You know, and what I would add to that is that, you know, if you manage Celtic or Rangers, you have to win. That's it. You know, you have to win. And it's installing this mentality to the young players and stuff. This is not your youth game, you know, like as in you've got 60,000 plus people cheering you on to win. So look, Fair play to them. You know, they've went and done that. Um, however, Aberdeen and Rangers, I, I don't think they'll be worried. I've got to be honest. I don't think they're worried. I mean, I've got to say Startfelt. I mean, if I'm pronouncing it right, how he is a centre-back at that club. Well, I hope he stays there personally. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, I mean, we're looking at that and, you know, you're looking at Paul Hanlon's display and you're thinking, you know, it could, he could, Starfield could easily be the player playing for Hibs and Hanlon could easily be the play, player for playing for Celtic. But it is what it is. But yeah, just to conclude, um, he's, he, listen, he's won a trophy. It might help them psychology going forward. So yeah, congrats to them. Just, just a, sorry, Scott, just on a point Bobby was making there, I, I agree with you to a certain extent about Hibs. Now, I, I tipped Hibs um, at the start of the season, before we knew what was going on, um, we never we never thought for a minute Gerald away, etc. That I yeah, thought yeah. Hibs do well because I'm I'm looking at the Hibs team and I'm thinking, <clears throat> yeah, they're probably at the moment the the, the Rangers players especially are probably all better than their counterparts at Hibs. Let's not beat about the bush. Mm-hmm. But if I'm Celtic or Aberdeen, Dundee United Hearts, I'm I'm looking at Paul Hanlon. Is he the best of the rest? Possibly. Is Doig the best of the rest in the left-back area? Possibly. Nisbet, Boyle, Newell, 
they've got some really good players. Exactly, young players. And, and you, I actually thought. Now, I, th- I think I think the Rangers game. I think the first half, especially. I'm thinking, is this the turning point? Because even before that, Jack Ross was under a bit of pressure. Yeah. I, th- I thought this is the turning point. This this team's going to click and go and cause some some real mess in this league. And then they just fall to pieces again. Now they've got rid of the manager. And I'm thinking, I, I personally don't know if that if that's the right thing. Now I would imagine, you know, Sean Maloney's going to come in with his own brand of football, stuff that he's learned over his career, and probably from Martinez at Belgium. And I'm thinking these players are actually capable of competing, you know. And I'm not, I'm not talking competing for uh, for second. I'm talking challenging. But they just they didn't turn up the day. They didn't turn up possibly even the second half against Rangers, and the, the league forms abysmal. Well, well, they went like you said, dude. They went and beat Rangers, right? And then they went to Livy and got beat. Mm-hmm. Like how how is that possible? And they have they have some very good. And <clears throat> again, if you look if you're looking from the outside in, look, we are. You know, I'm thinking, you know, and, and I saw actually, I forget who it was in the, in the BBC last night, maybe James McFarland, in fact, maybe McFadden, Stephen yeah. Thompson, maybe Stephen Thompson actually said it in the afternoon one. He's saying, well, Jack Ross had the same record as Tam Courts, sorry, Thomas Courts, he likes to be called, sorry, Thomas, if you're watching. <laughs> um, and, you know, has, he hasn't been sat or questioned for the sack, but I'm thinking, you know, but Hibs, in my opinion, have better players than the United. But do you think Hibs are, do you think the hierarchy at Hibs, right? And I was going to tweet this. Actually, I did, then I deleted it because I thought <clears throat> I would probably get a lot of flack. But I'm going to say it this now, actually. I personally think Hibs' hierarchy are a little bit arrogant. And I think they think they are better institutionally and as, as a team as a whole, better than what the, the players and the, the form replicates. Because I'm, I'm with you. Right, um, Thomas Court, Jack Ross. Now, your your man's just got you into a cup final. Livingston this season is a tough place to go. You know they defend very well. Celtic have not beat them in how many years? Rangers went there, struggled. Yes, they won, but they struggled. And you you get beat one 0 okay, and then you sack them. Now, sorry. I, 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 I said this on the show, and I think Aberdeen are the same. You know, look, I thought Derek McInnes was was a great, you know, done a great job at Aberdeen, and then all of a sudden they think, let's go in a different direction. I know it's new money and new chairman, etc. You know, it's your money, do what you like. But I think I think Hibs see well. We've probably roughly, if not slightly less, the same budget as Aberdeen. Why are you not getting to cup finals every year, finishing third every year? I think Hibs think that as well. And I think with that Hibs squad, again, I think Jack Ross has underachieved with those players. Yeah. You know, yeah. but go, going back to that, I mean, I've got a lot of love for Craig Samson and David Gray, who, who took the team today. Um, but I just, I, I feel they can give a, a hell of a lot more than they showed today. You know, I don't know whether the occasion gets them. I don't, I, I don't know, because these guys, you know, aren't used to them being in cup finals all the time. Um but I, I, I felt for Hibs fans, I think a wee bit short change today because I felt they could have had the better, and especially, and they did well, to be fair, when, you know, when staff felt made the kind of first error not going for the header, you know, Nisbet thought, here we go, this is, this is it. And if they were going to score, it was going to come from staff felt. I think Nisbet fell off a cliff recently. I was going to mention Nisbet there. I was like, when you're talking, when you look at Hibs, you would say, you compare them to like Aberdeen stuff, they want to be like the best of the rest. I mean, they got the Scottish Cup final last year, it would be Johnson. 
But they've got the players, but at the moment, and Ross obviously hasn't been able to do it. Maloney seems like it's going to be him. He's going to have the challenge of getting the best of the players. But the likes here on this, but it's, he's going to need to get back scoring goals for them because you know how good a player he is. I mean, he's been in the Scotland squad. He scored for Scotland that game against Holland, that friendly. They've got capable players, but they're not showing it, are they? Yeah. Do you think? Do you think it's the? Do you think it's the? Do you think it's the? How do I say it? Right? Let me put a scenario in. They're at Hibs, right? And this is not to degrade Hibernian, but at Rangers or Celtic, if you have a bad game, you're dropped. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Do, do, do you get what I'm trying to say? Is 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 there anyone? The players that you've beaten, the players that you named, right? Is there anyone knocking on that door to challenge them? Because I feel like today they never turned up, but we're not. What we're seeing now, we're not surprised that they've not turned up, right? So why is that accepted? I think I think that's like most teams, though. You know, you have and I fetch your best eleven. You know, and I think for you, you know, and, and see, to be fair, I think the, the, the old the old forms of that as well. I mean, not with well, the last couple of seasons, you know, um, or the last season that Eduardo was here. You know, there were some of the old fun games and he just didn't want to be there, but they kept him on for the full game because, you know, there was nothing else. Mm. Morales went through a wee, a wee stint of that as well. They kept him on for the full game and he wasn't going to score and miss his chances. But I think if, if, if you're Hibs and Nisbet's fit, Nisbet plays, if Boyle's fit, Boyle plays, you know, yeah. Fanless, you know yeah. because they, they don't have that strength and depth. And as I say, you know, if, if you'd said to me yesterday, for example, you know, Joe Rebo's no playing. You know, I would have went, oh, Aston Villa must have been there, Everton must have been there. He's, away, he's gone, he's away. You know, you know that, that that's because the, the Rangers, you can argue at home to Dundee United, they can afford to drop him and bring an equal, you know, re- replacement. I, don't, I dare say if Jack was fit, you know, Jack and Davis and Arfield and these guys would, yeah. would rotate because they have that squad. Yeah. But you look at Habs and you hang, right, because imagine he went into a cup final today. Nisbet's no scored in six games. Kevin Nisbet's no playing. The Hibs fans would have went bonkers. Mm. Yeah, definitely. But we'll, we'll send our congratulations to Celtic as well. A massive first trophy for Posta Coglu. And obviously the fans, congratulations to them. But we'll move into the league. It was four games yesterday. Rangers won the day United now. Rangers below par. One at their best at all, I would say. Lewis, they got the three points. So Wilson will say it was... Conspiracies that got them the three points. We'll get into that in a few minutes. Lewis was a good result for Rangers, but obviously wasn't performance-wise, it wasn't great at all. Seems really flat, Rangers, uh, to what I've seen. But credit to Dundee United as well. They hit with a COVID outbreak. They played a lot of young boys. Uh, held their own for large parts of the game. They could have nicked something at the end that header uh, for the young boy uh, Watson. Was it Watson? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it was Watson. Yeah. Uh, so Rangers they were really flat. It seemed like Jock dropping a rebo, as you mentioned there. Uh, you think you can maybe afford to do that against Dundee United, but maybe they underestimated them. They had to make the, the change at half time, bringing off Lundstrom. But it seemed like Scott Wright really gave them a bit of energy. He changed the game. He had a chance to sell that when he took an extra touch. Probably could have put it away. Uh, and then the, the, the penalty incident. That can be debated. For me, it was a stonewall penalty. It kind of have your hand out there. But when you look at it, it's just another three points for Rangers. They've had to dig deep. They've done it again. They'll be really happy, especially with Celtic not in league duty this weekend. And they've 
stretch that gap to have that game in hand, which you fully expect them to bring it back to four points. But flat Rangers, Van Bronckhorst came out and said himself he wasn't happy with performance, but they got the result. The result's all that matters. Uh, for the teams at the top of the league. Maybe you look back at the end of the season if Rangers would have gone and won the league or whatever you say, that's the kind of games that win your leagues. Mm-hmm. is the, the scrappy one nils at home. So, important victory, we'll call it that. Yeah, definitely. Bobby, it was, as Lizzo said, it was scrappy. Rangers weren't at their best. The day United, I thought, gave a good account of ourselves considering their, how depleted their squad was. But I know a few points for Van Bronckhorst. He has started well, hasn't he? Listen, do, do you know what? Do you know, I think... Um, it probably could have went any better for Gio, as in winning results-wise. The worst performance they've played uh, under Gio. Um, I think I think it's a funny thing that done the United situation, isn't it? You're telling young boys you're going to Ibrox. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a free hit, isn't it? I mean, just you're going to Ibrox. You know, it's the biggest game of their career. And um, they've got lo- lots of energy, adrenaline. Um, I think Rangers... It was just it was just slack. It was just poor. Um, the Aribo obviously raised a few eyebrows because um, I've I texted a few boys in the group chat saying what's going on here. Has Gerard tapped him up and that you know what's going on? But look, I mean, like like you said earlier, Scott. I mean, we can afford to do that, and it showed. But to be fair, I think this performance has been coming. Rangers have been playing. They haven't been playing champagne football. Um, we've looked a bit rugged. However. Champions, when you're playing bad and you're able to still win, it's a great sign. It's a penalty at the end of the day. I mean, you can say, I personally think it's <laughs> the boys expected the cross to go in front of him and it's came inside of him and he's tried to be cute. Listen, the conspiracy and the agendas will forever run on social media. But, you know, I could tell you about a soft egg or a hard egg. Listen, it's a penalty. And look, Tavenier's still got to score it, to be honest. You know, he's still got to score it. Um, Dundee, yes, could have nicked it. Uh, but, you, you know, Dundee United went to Celtic Park and drew 1-1. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Listen, they went to Tynecastle. Okay, they got beat 5-2, but I was at that game. And I'll tell you what, <laughs> it's mental how they didn't come away with something like that. So, listen, I don't think um, Thomas will be too disappointed on, on the performance because, obviously... He had some youngsters. He probably he should be proud actually in the way they conducted themselves. With Rangers, it can, the performance level can only go up now. You know, um, I hope Morelos is um, coming out of his rut because um, he's not been doing the business yet. But um, Aribo, Aribo is the main man right now. Um, I don't know the situation where he was dropped. He was I don't know if you guys well, noticed. He was. It was. My understanding is it was because if Aribo was to be booked, I think he was a booking away from a suspension. Oh, I got you. And if he was booked yesterday, he would miss the Celtic game, I think is the, the answer. Okay, but, okay, okay. Fair, fair, fair play to Julian, it's obviously worked off. But did you guys notice the tactical change earlier on? I saw I saw he played Tavernier as a centre-back and then maybe 20 minutes in, he shifted him to back to right-back and put Patterson at left. Yeah, so I think um, what it was... Um, what's the boy's name? Is it Nicky Clark? Is, it, is that the yeah, boy's centre forward? So Dundee, they normally play one up front and um, they went two up top and then he, he quickly changed it. I, I thought that was very coy from Thomas Coates, you know, to actually be like, just go and attack them. Because to be honest, I was thinking to myself, if you look at all across Rangers back four, it's Tav and Goldson who have been the shaky ones. Mm. And to have them at centre back, 
Thomas has probably thought, let's just get at them. But no, you know, all in all, to conclude, I think um, it's a poor performance. 1-0, clean sheet, at home, three points. You know, no one's going to no one's gonna remember that game, you know? Yeah. Um, you, do you know what I mean? So it's done. It's done. Yeah. We move, we go forward. Wilson, Sorry, Wilson it's a one... <laughs> It's a 1-0 victory for Rangers, a Tavernier penalty. Give us your thoughts. That was good because the SFA posted that before the game, <laughs> uh, what the result would be, um, as, as, as we're well used to that lot in the refereeing decisions. But again, just, just a touch on a point that, that Bobby said about the, kind of, the, the, the change in the switch and where Tavernier was playing. I think this is where there'll be trouble at Ibrox soon because I don't think Nathan Patterson's going to stick around um, if he's not playing week in, week out. Now, at, at the moment, you would possibly say he's, you know, he's Steve Clark's number one choice. There's the potential, um, the World Cup, you know, playoff games coming up. There's obviously going to be a Euros to play or the Nations League, etc. I don't know if if he's playing bit parts, 20 minutes here and there, then Steve Clark's thinking, you know, he is going to be my number one. Now, not for me, not in my opinion, but Ralston's playing right back. Apart from today, he's played most games. Um, he's done okay. I don't think he's a good a player as Nathan Patterson. Let me say that first. I don't think Stephen O'Donnell is either. But Stephen O'Donnell, Tony Ralston play every single week. And I don't know if Tavernier and Nathan Patterson can fit into that back four. Now, I know he's, he's tried playing Patterson one up. My opinion doesn't work. Tavernier is never a centre-half in a million years. Okay. Um, so, and I don't think Parsons is going to be comfortable playing left back because I thought Parsons you know, we're, we're absolutely back. blessed with having Andy Robertson and Kieran Tierney. So, I, I think this this will be the first kind of sticky one for me yeah. for Van Bronckhurst's reign. As I say, yeah, under Gerard, they were winning most weeks and not playing particularly well. The last five or six games, sometimes they've been really, really good to watch. Yesterday, they didn't play well but won the game thanks to the referee. Uh, but, I think this will be the first kind of test that Van Bronckhurst will come up with off the pitch, you know, because I think you'd be daft to think there wouldn't be potential suitors for the likes of Aribo and uh, Patterson. But the Patterson one for me, um, I, I think it's going to be a tough call. Um, are they going to sell him? Because they, they, I think they will get a decent amount of money for the boy. Um, and I, as I say, that, that that's the interesting one for me. Because I think he's tried playing both. He's then moved to the into centre half. Um, it didn't really work. So he's trying to force it, isn't it? It's trying to force it. And I think, look, you look at Tab, right? And I think, you know, I personally think Tab's crossing ability is dead ball special specialist. I think that's the only thing that edges him over Patterson, if I'm honest. That's the only thing that edges him over Patterson. And you could say his experience and stuff, but you know. That's debatable. However, you're right because it's going to come to a point where, like, listen, you can't play both of them. One has to play and one can't. Mm-hmm. So you either ask yourself, do you wind down Tavernier's career, or you 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 sell Patterson? And I think for me, it's got to be the initial one um, for the future of the club. To be honest, you, you, but then, but then on that, Bobby, though, like, I mean, what ages to be only thirty-one, thirty? Yeah, right. So. He could probably play, let's say, another four years. Yeah, four seasons, yeah. So if, if they decide to let him wind down and sell Patterson, right, 
Hoffy decide, well, let's keep Tavernier on the bench and play Patterson. A Premier League club can just, you know, come in and then they've kind of lost both in effect. Mm. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I actually think, I think they should probably cast in on Patterson, if I'm honest. Really? I think, I think so. yeah. Yeah. Because I think I think they'll get I think they'll get a good amount of money, and I think they're not really they're not really losing him because Tavernier is you know he, he's been quite okay, consistent. He's got the, he's got the set piece in him. He's got the goals in him. Um, whereas if you in, if you to sell, say we put Tavernier up for sale, I mean what you what you getting for him at 30, 31? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think he suits the way Rangers play. He could go to another team and. I don't think he's like an out-and-out kind of right-back, an old-fashioned right-back. Mm. You know, he likes to get forward, which is the way the game's played now. So I, I possibly think, you know, the Rangers fans won't like me for saying this. They don't like me anyway. But I I think they'd be better cashing in on Patterson and giving another, you know, three, four years to Tavernier. That's just my opinion, though. It's, not, it's a Rangers. tough one. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. But then, you know, like, you don't want to see him. You'll see Patterson excel, and I wouldn't want to see that personally. Um, it's a tough one. It's tough, and you know. But but if if he excels at Rangers, he's going to get a move anyway. Um, do, do you know what though? I think I think you're right in that. But like, it's it's a tough one because footballers now it's, it's, it's a short career, isn't it? You know, and I had I had an argument on Twitter with this with with a friend of mine, and it was talking about Aribo, right? And she said, um, Aribo's the boy from London wants to play in a London club. And then I had to clap back and say, well, listen, you could be a legend at Rangers or you could be the boy that played for the London club. Now, I think the money, they're always going to get money, right? I just think to myself, sometimes some of these players need to take a step back and be like, look, you're at one of the biggest clubs in Britain. You've always got to compete for medals and trophies. You're always been in Europe every year. If you go to down south, what are you really doing there besides making a lot of money? I think the thing with that is, though, is that we've seen it with so many players. Aribo come up here to gain experience. Like Aribo come up here to for yeah. a move to the Premier League. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that's that's the thing I would say. Well, yeah, I mean, you can say the same, the same about Edward and Dembele and all these yeah, guys. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I, like, similar uh, unfortunately, they're, they're massive, massive club Celtic Rangers, but they are stepping stones. Yeah. You know, and, and seeing see, see eras gone past, you know, you look at you know, guys like Alan McCoy, Dean Durant, all these guys, you know, if if they were offered, you know, £10,000 a week to play for Rangers or £100,000 a week to West Ham, do you, do you think they'd be playing for Rangers? Absolutely not. The difference then wasn't particularly massive. You know, yes, probably slightly bigger, but as you say, trophies, Europe, Champions League, etc. But see these young guys now, I mean, I don't know how much Joe was on at Rangers, but I'd imagine if he went south, and top of sponsorship deals, you know, all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. He's, he's a millionaire in a year, you know. Yeah. It's, that, that's, that, that's, that's the problem these guys have. I do even think it would be money based where you both, to be fair. But I mean, if he keeps up these kind of performances, there's going to be teams looking at him in January. He mentioned Villa at the start of the show. Gerald will be looking at him. Gerald will know he's the kind of player that he's after. There'll be other teams looking at him. Going back to Patterson as well, do you think maybe he? Believes how long they are hang about. I want to be playing games. You mentioned the Scotland games coming up as well, and then you've got a World Cup in about a year's time. He couldn't go another year playing second fiddle to Tavern there, knowing I've got a World Cup that I want to be going. Well, mm-hmm. we don't even be there. Yeah, 
I thought he'd get through the, the, the semi-final against Ukraine, potentially a final, and want to get to a World Cup. Nathan Patterson will want to be part of that squad, and he'll be wanting to play games week in, week out. Yeah. Good at Rangers or not, is another question. Yeah, definitely. And, and again, no, no disrespect to, the, to the, the other fullbacks, but if you if, if you if you beat Ukraine, do you want to, do you want to see Gareth Bale running at Anthony Ralston, uh, Stephen O'Donnell, or Nathan Patterson? You know, and these are things that they get, he needs to think of as well. Mm. You know, I don't, you don't really want to anyone. Anyway. You're hoping he doesn't play, but as, as I say, I, I think for Rangers, I think the best thing to do would be to cash in on Patterson um, yeah. and stick with Tavernier. We'll move into the other three games over the weekend. We'll start first of all at Dens Park. Then D now Hearts won. Jamie Walker rallied one of her hearts. Oh, Bobby, yeah. Robin Nielsen said that Jamie Walker and Aaron McInerney changed the game. It's hard to disagree, isn't it? No, and do you know what? I, 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 I raised my eyebrow when he said that. Right. Because why have you not been bringing him on then? <laughs> Like, listen, this is probably a bit personal. I'm friends with Jamie. Right? I grew up with Jamie. And um, so it maybe pains me a little bit not to see him on the pitch. But, you know, if you know that Jamie's capable of that, why have you not been bringing him on? You know, in times where you could have done with a, an outlet or a, a bit of something different. And listen, Jamie, obviously the comments, we all know, I don't know if everyone's heard it, but the rumours are that, you know, apparently he's been told he can go. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, he's been probably, I believe he's been made available to go on loan. And obviously, there's two ways you can go now, isn't it? Jamie could sulk, or he could just put his head down and let the football do his talking. Now, isn't it? Football's a funny game, isn't it? You're away to, to um, Dundee, horrible conditions, horrible game. The boy you said that can leave has just basically won you the game. Now, to be honest, he got done a goal because I believe the first goal he scored, there was nothing wrong with that. The referee was a bit premature to blow his whistle. And they did he did change the game. The, the substitution did change the game, and you know, and that's why you know Robbie Nielsen is, is a good coach, you know. Um, I'll get that one in. He is a good guy. <laughs> I just think that um, you know, the comments, I was just like, Oh, you should have played them. Personally, I'm I'm happy for happy for Jamie to get a goal. I think. I think the Hearts dominated the game personally. I mean, Dundee huffed and puffed. You know, I don't see anything from them personally. They play Griffiths up top on his own. They don't really play through him. They don't really have the players that can play to his strengths. Um, I don't know what you guys think, but that's just my opinion. But yeah, look, Hearts deservedly sold the winners. And, you know, to be honest, they probably should have had a few more goals on another day. Um but yes, Jamie's put himself in the shot window. <laughs> well, so, well, so we have to talk about it, obviously. We, we know it's two different things, but the D weren't helped during the week with the, the situations. Obviously, Charlie Adams and Jason Cummins, completely different situations. But when you're trying to stay up, those two kind of misses aren't great, are they? <clears throat> Again, but it's, it's a no-win for James McPeak. You know, he, if, if he's set the kind of rules and standards out, you know, and someone's broken, he has, he has to discipline regardless of the player. Um, the Charlie Adam thing, you know, it's kind of, it's above our heads to, to yeah. really discuss that. But again, that would be the same if it was one of the young apprentices, you know, playing or a senior player. So if that if that's the rules and rules are broken, then James McPates, you know, strong enough to do that. Would the inclusion of Adam and Cummings win them the game? Judging by the highlights that I saw before the fog set, I wouldn't have thought so. 
Um, didn't look a particularly uh, classic game. I think Hearts are a decent team. I think they're the kind of better ones of the rest. Um, but again, you know, you know, you're, you're looking go back to the Jack Ross and Thomas Courts thing. You know, James McPay's record's not great. You know, I know he's probably on a much less budget than the other two, but um, I think it's been a tough week for him uh, with what's going on at the club. Um, but going by the highlights, Hearts were deserved winners um, yesterday. Lewis, who's your thoughts on the Hearts one? Deserved the one. Uh, as you say, the two, they two changed the game. Well, for what you've seen, you could barely make it out when you look back at the highlights. Uh, just if you've seen the shot and then Walker comes in, taps it in on the rebound. But but no, I think that was the first time he's been in Brawley in 12 games or something, which I was baffled uh, You can see Hearts sort of created a wee gap and just I bet best of the rest type thing. Probably not going to go much higher, but it seemed to be cementing themselves in third. But going back to Dundee, you know, we were talking on last week's show about are they going to have the kind of firepower to stay up? They scored a couple of goals last week at Ross County, but there you go, there's one. Talk about the firepower, the goals, you've got your, your Cummins, your Griffiths, but there you go, one of your players has done his at the team disciplinary. I mean, it's just not helping them, is it, in a situation like that? Yeah, definitely. It's silly though, isn't it? Is it not? Is, is, do you know? I was at I was at open goal, right? And um, um I never I, would, I never realized the situation. Obviously, you imagine the group chats are going crazy. He was told not to go, right? Now, some boy put on Twitter and he says that's a disgrace what they've done to him. And I replied saying, so if your employer tells you not to do something, and you go and do it, and they punish you, it's a disgrace. Then the guy deleted the tweet because obviously he wants to realise how stupid they looked. And for James McPay, he must be like pulling the, pulling the rest of his hair out because he's thinking, <laughs> you know, like you said, and um, you said like you know, discipline. The rules are the rules. You know, if they're broken, they're broken. No matter who you are, could you have done with those players? Yes, but if he doesn't discipline them, what does that say for the rest of the team? And yeah, it's, it's stupid. It's stupid. Listen, I don't know Cummins personally. I know we have mutual friends and stuff, but what I've been told is just that he was going to do whatever he wanted. And for me, I think it's just silly. These boys have got a chance to play professional football week in, week out. It's a short career. Why would you do anything to dilute that or to diminish you know, your reputation? I don't know. We'll move into Motherwell 2, St. Johnson now. Motherwell go fourth in the league. The St. Johnson, though, five defeats in a row. Not great for them. Wilson, I'll come to you. You're a very outspoken person when it comes to St. Johnson. But first of all, <laughs> Motherwell are sitting fourth there, doing pretty <clears throat> decent, isn't they? Yeah, yeah Motherwell have improved. Um, I think the partnership of Van Veen and Tony Watt um, is being fruition. Although I didn't realise that through the week that he'd reject the new contract. Now, again, for, for Tony Watt, I put in the same bracket as Jason Cummings, you know. I think they could, they could find a club, be happy, settle down and do their best there. Do you think his situation is similar to maybe Lafferty's when he was at Hearts? Like, he always like has a wee bit in the back of his head that he could see himself maybe going back to a big club, well, a bigger club than... Oh, obviously, now, now I, I, to be honest, I mean, nothing against Tony Watt. I think he's done really well at Motherwell. I would be amazed if four championship teams in England are looking at Tony Watt. I don't think he offers, you know, anything better than some of the guys down there. Now, again, if it's a, if it's a move, you know, for money, then fair enough, he's entailed to do that. But 
Um, I just think sometimes you find a club and it's a fit. He's been about, he's been at a good few teams. I think he's been abroad as well. A wee bit like you know, Killian Sheridan as well. You know, He never found a, a happy place where he'd done tremendously well. Um, so I, I find that a strange one anyway. He seems to be doing really well at Motherwell. Motherwell have picked up. Um, as I say, the, the, the battle for third and fourth went, went well and truly on. Good, two, two, two good goals. Delighted for the boy, Cornelius. A great touch and finish for the first. And Van Veen showed a lot of composure um, for the second. But again, I think it was Rory that touched on this maybe three or four weeks ago. Um, St. Johnson are in free fall. Um, and it must be worrying times, actually. So the interviews um, in sports scene and Callum Davis looked a bit dishevelled, a bit kind of pressure's getting to him. Obviously, that wonderful first season uh, there. Um, but now, you know, it's time he needs to kind of answer his critics now because they'll, they'll not be along with him if they stay bottom of the league. Lewis, what was your thoughts on the Motherwell's one? Were you, sat, were you surprised to see them kind of going forth? Very impressed with Motherwell yesterday. Uh, excellent. Two good goals, as you said there. Uh, the Watt situation maybe wouldn't have helped him. I, th- I was surprised to hear that as well because he seems to be doing quite well this season, Tony Watt, but you can't really see him going down and if it was to be like a championship team, you just can't. I personally, I don't really see that happening or him bettering his career. I don't see him going in and scoring goals in a championship side. I think he should be settled at Motherwell and that is a place for his career to kind of kickstart again, but Another one, really good, but worrying times for St. Johnson. Really, really poor. I think they had one shot in target or something yesterday. They're not scoring goals. They're leaking goals. I like Davison as a manager, but he's got a big job in his hands. They've got a massive game during the week. A big six-pointer. So that's them solely at the bottom of the league now. But the game Wednesday night is huge for them. And how much time does he get to try and turn things around there? Because they were not good yesterday. Mother thoroughly deserved the win, in my opinion. Bobby Murray will obviously have two and a win, but we'll bring you we'll bring another game over the weekend as well. Levy won, Ross County won, Livingston got a late equaliser for Obelay second game in a row. What's your overall thoughts on both the games? Are any kind of shocks here? Um I, I was actually quite surprised. Well, listen, the boys scored an absolute peach, hasn't he? Uh, the boys put in the top bins. Do you know what I mean? No one's saving that. Um I was actually quite surprised in the way Libby played, actually. I thought they were a bit slack. They looked a bit off it, to be honest. And looked like they'd been out the night before, personally. Um, they, just, they just weren't following runners. They weren't tracking people. It literally felt, um, even when you watch the highlights, it literally felt it was the back four against uh, County, to be honest, because they were always attacking them. Um, but Libby have got this thing, never say die. You know, that's twice now they've done a, another late goal. Um, like I said, Livy's always a hard hard place to go and stuff, but listen, big I.O. Listen, great guy. Great guy. Uh, I'm happy for him. I think he's an idiot for taking his top off, like, but anyway. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But listen, he's probably went for the emotions. I, I, I'm happy for him because obviously he's back in the team now. Um, I feel sorry for Ross County. I do, because... They can't buy a win, <laughs> do you know what I mean? They're very unlucky. They're probably yeah. their performances haven't deserved them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're, they're very unfortunate, but, you know, they've just got to keep knocking on, knocking on. You know, listen, I mean, it's probably done them a favour that St. Johnson's got beat anyway, but, you know, yeah. To conclude, I think a point each was probably a fair result um, on the basis of the whole game. Mm-hmm. On the basis of the whole game, yeah. Lewis, Livingston won. Ross County, what was your thoughts? I thought Livingston 
probably just about deserves something maybe from their second half performance. County we mentioned there, they're, I think Mackay's got them. They're not a bad outfit. They keep, they're playing okay, but the results just aren't quite matching. I mean, they'll feel like a defeat losing a goal that late on. Uh, Jason Holt could have won it with a last kick and cut the top of the bar. Uh, I mean, that would have been a real sickener trip back up to the wall, losing two goals in the last two minutes, essentially. But County, they're down there, but they're definitely capable of climbing up the league. You can go back and I mentioned that game uh, during the week to come for them. But St. Johnson, it's going to be it's massive, even at this early stage. But Livingston, that's, could say it's a positive result for them, especially after that first half performance, but they definitely improved and on the back of two wins, it creates a wee gap as well with it. The team's kind of alone, five point gap or something like that. So yeah, it's positive signs for them as well. Yeah, definitely. Let's get into the championship. Wilson, only one place to start, isn't there? Yeah. Um, as I said before, uh, a few weeks ago when I was on, you know, I mentioned that the kind of the fans were starting to um get on Tommy Wright's back, etc. Results weren't good, performances were even worse. Um, there was reports of a kind of incidents at the Wraith Rovers game um, where they were signing for him to leave or resign or whatever, and he was allegedly cupping his ears or whatever it was he, he was doing. Now, there's only one winner from then on in. Right. Um, again, very strange to do it after the game's abandoned uh, with the fog. You know, if we maybe lost it in Fairland and all the game had finished, then but it, it was inevitable it was coming. When the fans aren't happy, you know, they're, they're going to voice their concerns. And unfortunately, Kamal's not a club where, you know, they'll still fill the stadium every week, even if the manager's not the uh, flavour of the month or whatever. But it's it's, it's, it's been coming. Um, and I, and, I've, and as, as I say, and I had a discussion with Rory about this on this, on this channel, you know, I wasn't in favour of the appointment the first one. It's not easy to say that now. But I understood the appointment because they wanted kind of tried and tested to get them up at the first attempt. He signed probably every one of those players that's playing, apart from maybe Chris Burke. And Chris Burke seems to be the only one that's you know doing all his shock and a flits in and out of games. If, if there's going to be a goal, it's usually him. I know it was a penalty yesterday. But performances have been really poor. You know, that's four four losses at home. Um, four points then, in twenty-four games against the top five, the top the teams in the top yeah. five. That's and that's that's why ex- exactly, exactly. And I sometimes, you know, and again, and I, and I hate, I hate to, do, I, hate, I hate to see these things, but we were obviously spoiled under Steve Clark. We're never ever going to reach those heights for a long time. Again. That's what I was going to say to you as well. But at, Tommy Wright was brought in to keep Kumalik in the league. Yeah, that didn't and work. To- Yes, it didn't, Wright, it didn't work. Now you could Should Tommy Wright have got the chance to get them back into the Premier League, or should they have went for the, the except Tommy Wright's not done the job he was required? Do we go younger? Do we bring somebody else in? Do we completely freshen up? Because Tommy Wright freshened up that squad. Obviously not. He probably forced on him, obviously, but that needed to be a complete. That was a failure. Yeah. It was a failure. It was a. Did he yeah. Didn't do what, yeah. What was that? Now you can you can look you can look back to the, the episodes with Dyer. Did they keep Alex Dyer on too long? Yeah. When when Tommy Wright came in, as I say, I understood the appointment. They wanted a bit of experience. Can he, can he keep us up? 
you know, because he did that at St Johnston for a long time and was successful <clears throat> with them. Tommy Wright failed to win in his first five games. So he doesn't have 15 points straight after Alex Dyer. And by that time, you're chasing your tail. Yeah. It's been highlighted a lot. The two performances in the playoff game against Indy, when you are fighting, yeah. possibly for a club's future, are completely unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. So, yeah, the players came and, came and went, and he brought in his own players. <laughs> and I always relate it back to, you know, <clears throat> me, me being a kid. If you look at that Comalnut squad, who who's does your kid say, oh, I want his name in the back of my shirt. I want to be nine. I want to be ten. There is no one there apart from maybe the goalkeeper that's possibly escaping any sort of criticism. The signings he's made, yes, I'm quite sure they've been good championship players, and he probably thought, get the kind of better ones in the championship. They'll have his challenge, get his back up, and the experiments failed. I wouldn't say it's failed miserably because they're still in the top kind of five. I know there's a big gap. Um, you know, from the kind of better teams. And as I said, I think it's more the standard in the of the football rather than possibly the results. I know the results at home haven't been great, but he's still in the mix. Now, the game up at Inverness, you know, wasn't great. There's an odd goal in it. Um, odd goal against Wraith Rovers, that type of thing. I don't think there's any outstanding team there, but I think it's the manner of the performances that got on the fans' back. Um, and... Yeah, I, I think it was inevitable once he kind of fell out with the fans. Um, that he, was, he, he was going to, I don't really see anyone sacked from their job. Um, and I'm sure he did his best, but it just didn't seem the right fit. And I said that at the time because I felt, you know, Kelly, I think possibly have to accept that they might be in this championship for a few years. Yeah. But can they afford to? That could well, be well you just have to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, you can't afford to as such, but you need to cut your cloth accordingly. No. Now, and I've said before, I mean, as I say, I've maybe been at five or six games because of my other commitments on a Saturday. And I've looked at these games and I'm thinking, I think Pep Guardiola struggled to get a tune out of these guys. I, I, re I really do. I think some of them just are not. And as I say, I hate criticising players. I know they don't go out and go, oh, I'm going to be rubbish today just to wind, you know, the Kelly fans up. Mm. There just doesn't seem to be any sort of team identity. I don't think any team fears coming to Rugby Park. You know, um, but again, I, I think on occasions with Steve Clark, we were, we were absolutely ruined. We were absolutely spoiled. You know, do you, th do you think he's mixed, Mister Trip? Um, you know, obviously by going down that that um, down the leagues, right? Do you not think he should have probably cherry picked the best players in that league? Well, I think that's what he think he done. You mean, you know, the the, the boy McGinn was with St. Martin and Morton. You know, the the centre half Murray was the captain of Dunfermline. He's got Zach Hemming from Middlesbrough. You know, <clears throat> Ollie Shaw was had been at Hibs in Ross County. I think that's what he's tried to do. Now, again, I'm, I'm looking at some of these championship teams and I'm thinking, you know, I look at Partick, for example. You know, the boy Zach Rudden's good. Brian Graham's still scoring goals. And I'm thinking, mm. well, why would they not have taken them instead of this? You know, um, Scott Robinson, again, works awful hard. He's in and about, but he's kind of subbed on, subbed off. and. Mm. There's, there's no, there's no, as I say, there's no identity to the team. Um, as I say, I, I was at the Arbroath game recently, where you know the same boy as well. Would be fair. I, I, absolutely, and that's credit to them. But the same, the same guy had four headers from corners before he scored in his fifth one. The same guy winning the, the headed ball, and that things like that haven't been identified. Now, again, that can be an individual's fault, you know. Of, of no, course, no, 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 but no, 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 you can't because if you're saying. You can say, listen, this in-game management, then 
you know, there's in-game management. At the end of the day, if, if a boy's winning four heaters, like, exactly. I'm, I, do you know what I mean? Big on big, or yep. stop, stop him getting the ball. Get somebody on his toes. <laughs> up Man, manage the situation. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think that was done. So, as I say, I, I never met Tommy Wright. I don't know Tommy Wright, but I always feel sorry. Um, losing his job, especially before Christmas, but the, the, the experiment with those players and that appointment didn't work for me. Now, again, what I'll touch on, the, the guys can discuss if they like, is I possibly think Kelly might go down the same route again. I don't That's think what I was going to ask you. Like. I don't think halfway through a season or whatever it is, they can afford to go down and do a Sean Maloney experiment or a Kevin yeah. Thompson experiment, oh. a young guy. That a young manager needs a pre-season, you know, six, seven weeks through the guys. This is what I'm trying to do. It might not work the first four or five games of the season, but you'll eventually get that identity. Mm. And then opposition teams spend their weeks saying, right, we need to stop him, 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 and him, because they do this, 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 etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I think they might go tried and tested again um, and go all out to team up. But I just I just don't think the budget, and I, I say I don't know if you're going to touch on this, Scott, or not in terms of names in the frame. I just mm-hmm. unfortunately think where Kilmarnock are at the moment, I don't think we can attract a Jack Ross, Neil Lennon, you know, Derek McInnes. I, th- I think they're bigger. I think they'll get a bigger job in Kilmarnock, unfortunately. Lewis, what's your thoughts on it? Is there any kind of potential early players in the frame? I've got a couple of what I put to Wilson, but I'll, I'll give you a wee shot. Is there any particular names standing out to you? I think it's a tricky job to go into. Like, they're not in a bad position. Come on, like, Massive club in Scotland, of course. Obviously, shouldn't be in the championship, but that's where they find themselves in, the, in a bit of a sticky situation at the moment. We're not far off, like top of the league, kind of top positions in the league type. Who who they would go down? I'm not quite sure. I've heard rumours of Jack Ross on Twitter, but I don't know how kind of concrete they are. I've seen things like was it James Fowler's. Maybe his assistant at Sunderland and St Mern type thing. There's a wee connection there. So obviously he's like head of operations at Kelly's. Or would he be able to attract Ross to them? But Wilson said about the budget as well. I don't know if Ross would be willing to step down to that level. But then again, that's another story. Where does Jack Ross go next? But in terms of him, I don't know if McInnes. You've got like your Craig Levines and stuff. I've seen mentioned. It's a good story for Jack Ross, though, wouldn't it? I think so. I think. If he was to go there, he could definitely, would definitely be careful about bringing Kilmarnock back up. But I don't know if they, he would be able to accept <laughs> another season in the Championship. To well, that's, that, that's, again, that's the issue now. Well, because of the name, I don't know. Now, I always think, you know, it's, it's, if, if Jack Ross comes in, for example, in, you know, in the next week or so, right, he's got five months, you know, and as you say, they're not in a bad position. I think it's more the brand of football. Now, Jack Ross could change that, still not get promoted. All these guys in that team that have underperformed, and I know this happens in football an awful lot, they're all on two-year contracts. Mm. That'll be the same boys he's got again, because Kelly can't go out and say, right, see, you're 10, you're away, and I'm bringing these 10 in. Kelly can't afford to do that. So is Jack Ross going to take the gamble where, oh, well, Tommy Wright had half a season, we never get them up. Another full season of the championship doesn't get them up. What does it do for Jack Ross's credentials? Because yeah. he was quite high stock from St. Mern. Yeah. Now, I think Sunderland, I, I don't think anyone will ever do well at Sunderland, to be honest with the expectation there. Didn't do great there. It wasn't rubbish, didn't do great. And then Hibs, 
he's obviously and he's had much better players at Hibs, much better players at Hibs, and he's he's obviously been sacked from there, whether fairly or unfairly. And that yes, obviously the link to James Fowler, of, of course, is there. Jane, that's why he's in the frame. Jane, that's why he's been mentioned just because of that link. I, I, I think any, anyone that's not in a job's mentioned, you know. But you're, saying, but you're saying about Jack Ross, and I know he's only been out a job a week, but. That's a massive gamble if he goes there and doesn't. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's an effect. But again, yeah, he, but he thinks, well, if I go in and do with Steve Clark, then I can get Scotland job because it wasn't long ago Jack Ross was linked with Celtic. I know. And look at things now. So again, you don't know. I, I just, I think. As I say, if, if, I, if we had a budget, if there was, if there was some money there. My my choice is again. I would maybe like to go down. I think Kelly need to start getting someone that the fans are going to engage with. You know, yeah. and, I'm, and I always go on about Gary Holt. I love Gary Holt. Loved him as a player. Love him as a guy. He's a lovely guy. He did well at the clubs he's been at. Um, buys him time. Credit I think I think that would buy. I think that would buy Gary time. Now I hope Gary doesn't take offence that he's. Um, I'm, I'm shouting his name again, and I'm not saying that's my number one pick, but I think the club need to engage with the fans now. And I'm not saying what the fans want, Gary. I just think there needs to be some sort of happy medium where, you know, because let's be honest, see if Jack Ross comes in and loses his first four games, the fans will be on his back as well. 100%. A few, a, few names, a few names I've heard, and I don't know if they're concrete or not, but these are the names. John Robertson. Well, it was a strange way. I don't know. It was obviously a family issue. He left Inverness, but I think he lives up that way as well now. Yeah, he does. Think... He does. Yeah, no, I don't I, see that. I can't. Happen. I can't see what a player. By the way, he was in his day. What a player. He done all right. Eh? He done yeah. all right. Yeah. <laughs> I've said this name to you before. The next one I'm going to bring up, and I said this to you when Alex Dyer left. Jim McIntyre. I think Jim's been out of the game now. Now Jim was a, a fantastic player at Comarna. A right good striker for Comarna. And again, I think that pulls a wee bit, you know, but I think he, he didn't do great at Dundee after he got the bullet from Ross County. Football's progressed a lot since he yeah. was last and he, he's not been in the game now for, yeah. you know, again, that with the greatest respect, that, that's a, a cheaper option, I think. But that's maybe where Kelly are, you know. I mean, I would love to see, you know, these guys from 97 that brought so much success. Absolutely. I would love Jim Matta to get the job, come in and do well. But as, as Bobby says, I think we've progressed on the football's progressed on. I don't know. Is he? And I know he's a PT now. You know, he's a personal yeah. trainer now. Um, so again, we'd love to fit. see someone like that back. <laughs> I love him fit. Aye. There's only there's, there's three there's three ways Kilmarnock can go here. They can go for the tried and tested. The the guys who say like obviously the what Tommy Wright was at the time. There's, Tommy Wright's a certain type of manager. You're bringing Tommy Wright to secure something. You're not bringing Tommy yeah. Wright in for a long term project. You can go the kind of Jack Ross route, Neil Lennon, Derek McInnes, bring in a big name, and hopefully that gives the, the crowd a lift. Or do you go the route of maybe going to, maybe like a League One, League Two, and guys that are kind of cutting up there, like Stuart Petrie, obviously, Montrose is doing a good job. You've got a few guys, Ian Murray as well at Airdrie. There's a couple of guys in League Two, Rutkiewicz, who we spoke about, who's just left Stirling. There's a couple of guys there who could potentially do that, but are they going to take that gamble at this point in time? I think it depends on the budget, <clears throat> doesn't it? I'd, I'd, I'd like to think it depends on what they can afford and what is realistic. Um, because, say Jack Cross goes in there now, he does a few training sessions, he's going to think, right, I need this, I need that, blah, 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 and stuff. But 
he's this is not Hibs, this is not Sunderland. Do you know what I mean? It's not the like you said, uh, Wilson, two year contracts. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Some of these boys are going to be about, and and to be fair, from a player's point of view, when you're on a when you're on the last year of your contract, unless you're getting paid to leave, <laughs> you're got to be yeah, sitting in, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's Lucas Aids or Powerage. Do you know what I mean? You're, you're chilling. So I think it depends on the budget. And also, I mean, how bad do they want to get back up? That is the question. Oh, it's, I mean, it's, it's, I, th- I think that's, it's, it, well, it's obviously, it's vital for all teams. Let's not beat about the bush. Yeah. But I think, I think there's a massive amount of expectation. Now, I, th- I think even, you know, the Kelly fans thought, you know, we wouldn't get as much money to sign the current squad that's in it. I think we'd get as many as 10, 11, 12 players, whatever it is that, that Tommy Wright brought in. Um, but we did get a lot of guys off the wage bill, you know, at the end of the season. You know, Dicker was away, Power was away, Kilty was away. You know, it's only really Chris Buck there from the, the kind of successful era mm. um, that we had. And as I say, and just as you said, there's three ways Kelly can go. I think there's kind of three tiers here. As I say, I think the Jack Ross, Neil Lennon, I just think that they are slightly just a level above where Commander are just now. But again, they might want to get back into the game. Great. And then I think the likes of guys you mentioned there, Rukovitz, these guys, Ian Murray. I, I'm not saying... You've they might be a compensation for them as well, so is there that? Yeah, but as I say, I don't think that would enamour the Kelly fans, if I'm honest. Aye, that's, that's what I'm That's doing. where I think there needs to be some sort of... And that's why... You know, you're talking about Gary Hall and uh, Jim McIntyre, these guys. I think that's kind of buys you a wee bit of time and a piece, and then you maybe get the next four or five months. Let's just see what he does. Give him the pre-season. But then you could be the same situation next Christmas as well. You know? Well, you will. Jim McIntyre signed six players and we're fourth in the league, you know? And what what you've got to look at as well is... There's no, there's no big team in the, well, no big team, you know what I mean? But the championship over the last few years has been a Hibs, a Hearts, a Dun United, a Rangers, whatever it is. I think any one of these teams could go up. You How know? could you be to see a broth up in the Premiership? Imagine. It, it, would, it would be an unbelievable story. And, you know, Dick Cam would get certain plaudits. Um, but as I say, and you're looking who's coming down, you know, a St. Johnson, a Livingston, a Ross County, a Dundee, you know. But, but big big teams again, so getting into the league it's harder again the following year. So it, 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 this is a and it's been on social media. You probably read the Kelly fans pages and whatnot. But this is a big appointment, not just in terms of a name or whatever. Mm. This is they need they need to get it right because what's that? Four managers since Steve Platt left. Mm-hmm. Must be the four yeah, man forever. Fun. So wow, yeah. And they've been different types of managers as well, and they? they've been like. Well, I mean, Alessio was obviously the big. The kind of the big story, like the Tawi manager, things like that. Alex Dyer was Alex Dyer was a surprise at the time, and now you're into Tommy Wright. It's <coughs> well, three different types of managers. Like it's probably going to be the same again. It has to be. And 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 that again, you know, and as I say, it causes a lot of debate amongst Kelly fans. Under Alessio, we were fifth in the league and they sacked him. But was we that one? Was that one result just enough for the fans? That one bad result in Europe. It's, it's, it's not. I, I think. I think that. I think these nails in the coffin straight after that result. But even when he was sacked, we were fifth in the Premier League. Now we're fifth in the Championship. You know. Now I'm not saying. I think that was more a player power than get rid of him. As I say, I saw a few times. You know, and just simple times. You know, out. You know, we could pass wrong with part. The team would be training. Alex Dyer was one hell of a coach. 
Mm-hmm. His coaching, his sessions were absolutely fantastic. You know, and I'm just walking by, his, you know, having a wee look in, watch for 10, 50 minutes. Brilliant. When he got the job, I think he was like he probably wasn't ready. And it, it didn't it didn't work particularly well. And then Tommy Wright was brought in to do a job which you know, you know he didn't get to see through, but Unfortunately, I think the right decision was probably made. So uh, it will it will be interesting. It, it will be interesting. Um, but again, I don't think they'll go down the route. I mean, you're looking at it just now. Uh, Chris Burke's a senior player. Is Chris Burke going to, you know, is he, is, James Fowler's obviously had experience in managing and coaching. Is he, is he going to take the team on a interim basis? Um, I have a weird feeling it could be like a Fowler thing. Like Fowler could just be, become manager. I've just got this feeling that's... I just don't that, know I, well, I think I've seen it a few times, kind of, uh, what do you call it, your hashtag thing at the end, and it's 50% of the problem gone. Now, I'm assuming the fans think the other 50% of the problem is James Fowler, Aye. you know, because the chief executive make, make, makes these decisions. Um, so, big, big, big job for him. Big job for him as well, for James. We'll quickly uh, wrap so. up. We'll quickly wrap up what's been happening around the, the Championship, League One and League Two. Our both are top, obviously, with a 2 1 1 over Morton. Massive for them. Hamilton beat Inverness 2 1. So that obviously buys a kind of that. It keeps that top five kind of open a wee bit. Patrick Thistle with a late winner against Wraith. League One, Cove top, a 3 0 1 at home to Alloa. League Two, Kelly are flying, a 4 0 1 away to Shinrar. And fourth will go six points clear in second. Lewis, I'll come to you quickly before we move on to what's coming up. Is there any stories in the, the kind of lower leagues that caught your eye? I think just one we touched on, just a bit of bros. I mean, when you look at League One and League Two, it seems like you're talking about the same teams all the time, how well they're doing, your Coves, your Kelties. It seems like a matter of time before they kind of kick on and go on and win the leagues, but a broth only the halfway stage at the moment. But what a story that would be, of course. Part-time club being in the top flight. I mean, who wouldn't want to see that? Uh, long, long way to go. And how hard the, the championship is. I mean, just speaking about commandment for a period of time there, they could get the right appointment. They could go on a run. It could be them who are top of the league come three, four months' time. But at the moment, it's just... So talk of the lower leagues, definitely a broth. I mean... It'd be some story, but it's just it's so premature at the moment. But Bobby, what about yourself? Is there any stories catching your eye in the, the world? I think like, obviously like, you can't help not that our broth is it's, it's unheard of, isn't it? You know, um, you know, the boys, I know if, I know some of them um are just uh, just enjoying the ride, but you know, football's a funny game and <laughs> that that league, you know. Anyone could be anyone, but look, fair play to them. I think we need to touch on Kelty, you know, um, still undefeated. Only team in the SPFL, yeah. do you know what I mean? The only team of SPFL and uh, senior football to be undefeated. And that's incredible. That's incredible. Um, and obviously, the manager, obviously, Tomo, you know, it seems like, you know, he's got something good going down there. Um, to be honest, look, 4-4. Four, four, I mean, I think Fofa will try and give them a good run, but I can't see it. I can't see it personally. Um, but no, yeah, I think those are the two teams. You know, not to not to be disrespectful to all the other clubs, but listen, Arbroath and Kelty are going to take the politics. You know. Yeah, definitely. Finally, but the last wee minute in the show before we wrap up, we've got three Premiership games this on Wednesday. 
Hibbs versus Aberdeen, St Johnson take on Ross County and St Marin versus Celtic. Wilson, finally, before we, we end the show, what is your thoughts on those three games that then going to catch your eye this weekend? Well, I hope these games go ahead. You know, I know there's obviously different protocols and restrictions and all that. And I know, again, St Murn have been hit quite hard. Um, which, but let's hope everyone's safe and well and the games actually go ahead and the fans can get to, but we, we don't know. Um, massive games, you know. Um, always sometimes think, you know, St Murn could suffer, uh, sorry, Celtic could suffer a bit of a kind of cup final hangover. The games are coming thick and fast. Um, Jim Goodman's always, I always think one result away if he'd be under a bit of pressure as well. I know he's highly regarded at St Murn, but um, I think he's always one result away. Hibs Aberdeen as well. Again, is Maloney, who, who we're led to believe is he going to be in charge of the team for them? He'll probably have a day at the most with the players. I imagine he'll be off tomorrow. Do you think you'd um, want to take the Aberdeen game? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I genuinely don't know. You know, usually you would think, right, well, the cup finals out the way, you start first thing Monday morning. Yeah. Um, but as I say, they might go in for a loosen-up tomorrow, train Tuesday. Um, but he's not going to get any sort of ideas. I mean, I, thought, I still imagine David Gray and Craig Samson like, in the dugout coming come Wednesday, even with them or not. Um, but that, that, that's, a, that's a big game. That's, that's, that's a big game. And what was the other one? Ross County, St. Johnson. St. Johnson, Ross County. Massive, Johnson, yeah. Ross County. Massive that's interesting game. as well. You know, that's, we're getting to that kind of stage now. Is it six pointers we're talking? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, as I say, Malky Mackay's done quite well recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and as I say, it would be amazing. It really would. But are St. Johnson ready to pull the trigger? You know? Um, as I say, there was, it was incredible first season, last season. Um, and, and now, you know, because another defeat is another three points and, you know, gone away. When, when do you? When, when do you act? You know? And as I say, it would be amazing, you know, if he, if he stayed in this form and he, he wasn't. You know, but as I say, maybe last season will keep them keep them in. But very, very big games. You want some winners? I'll go. Tell you what, I'll go. I'll go three draws. There you go. There's your coupon for this week, Bobby. Get a tenner on that, son. <laughs> Lewis, just quietly, uh, give us three predictions for the the games over the, the midweek. I think Celtic win comfortably. I don't think there'll be any problems there. I don't know if players will still be all that. <laughs> uh, nah, I think they'll. They'll comfortably beat St Mern. Uh, Hibs Aberdeen's a tough one to call. I feel, I think, if Maloney's there, I don't know if they'll get the kind of new manager bounce. Is it too early for that type thing? I think that'll be close. Maybe a draw, a one each there. The other one, is it St Johnson? They're at home at Ross St Johnson's at home at Ross County. That's a lot to call. That game could honestly go either way. I, think, I actually think St. Johnson could turn up and sneak that, maybe 1-0. Bobby, what have we got? Three three games this midweek, what's your thoughts? I think, um, do you know what, to be honest with you, I think um, I was looking at the table as we were talking for the next fixtures. St. Johnston at home, and um, I think the fans will just get behind them. The last game before Christmas, God willing, they all go ahead, you know. Um, and um, I, hope, I think St. Johnston will probably nick it. By one. Um, Hibs, I can see Hibs going on a bad run now, if I'm honest. Just because 
Maloney's going to come in, right? semi-final. <laughs> <laughs> well, that as well. No, do you know what it is? We've seen this before with Hibs, right? You know, they get to a cup final, don't win, and then it, it, the, the results start to go down in the performances. And, you know, we touched on all the players and stuff. And all those, if those players don't play, Hibs don't normally win. And I think Maloney's going to come in with a certain way of trying to play. There's going to be that little period. Do they get the manager bounce? I I don't think so personally. Um, we'll see. But I think I think Aberdeen um, will get three points there. Saint Mirren Celtic. Look, I personally think this is a formative win for Celtic. They'll be high on the buzz. You know, psychology mentality. They'll be like, let's kick on now. Um, so yeah, I'm going for a Saint Mirren win. <laughs> It's going to be another interesting midweek. Obviously, games are coming thick and fast. We will hopefully be doing another show later on this week to to cover those games and obviously preview the busy Christmas period. We'll have more information on that during the week. We are going to wrap up the show there. Thanks very much to Wilson, as always, for coming on the show. Thanks, Kinky. Just one one wee last bit, and the boys will enjoy this. Uh, Yesterday was my first viewing of one of our uh, guests, Mark Shankland and his Ockham yes. Extra. That was that was the game I took in yesterday. Um, it, well, as, as I say, it was my second game, my first and last after watching him yesterday. So um, I hope he's recovering well and I'll tie up with him this week. Brilliant. Brilliant. Lewis Bobby, it's been an absolute pleasure to be both on. Thanks very much indeed for coming on. Listen, f- thank you so much. I've had so much fun. Listen, please. If you need someone else to come on, please hit me up. Absolutely, pleasure. I look Happy forward to talking to you again. again. Lewis, pleasure as always. Thanks very much, mate. We've really enjoyed that. Brilliant. Thanks, Thanks very much to everyone that's tuned in. Please subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels and follow us on social media. Thanks very much, everyone. See you soon. Cheers.